welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage, and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia. Hey, everyone. It's me. Someone's in a goofy mood today. You <laughs> didn't know. She just put her sunglasses on. It's crazy. It's, it's funny because they're prescribed, right? So, like, And I have my contacts on, so I'm just like, it's a whole vibe. I'm just That blind. shape is cute. Isn't it? It's like, I got them. Actually. I got them from iBuyDirect. Direct. I have a big face, so buying like sunglasses that actually kind of fit me, not in a weird way, is like a whole thing in itself. But yeah, I, I like these. These came out nice. They're but very LA. Thanks, right? I was gonna bring them, and Emily and I got into like a little <laughs> fight whenever we moved, whenever we uh, visited LA like uh, last week, uh, because she packed them, and I think I accidentally unpacked them. Uh, to make room in my purse yeah, and not realizing. And then so we got into like a fight being like, where do they go? And um, yeah, but it, it was funny because I did end up taking it out. So it was my fault. But um, yeah, I did forget to bring them. It does suck though, because when you go inside, you have to take them off and then I can't see. So then it's like pointless when you're inside having prescription co- uh, gla- sunglasses. So do you need two glasses then like a pair inside <laughs> and then a pair outside? I sure do. <laughs> so this, this is, is like chic. why right. So that's why I'm just like wearing my contacts most of the time. That makes but, sense. Yeah. I'm not a big I never was a big fan of sunglasses until recently. Now I'm obsessed with them. Like that's kind of how I feel. I don't know. They just make your outfit look so much more sophisticated. <laughs> they they really elevated. add to it all. Yeah. Yeah, but hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the show. We are back from, um, I feel like I posted like seven weeks ago. It really feels like that long ago because this past week has been super long, but like also like weirdly short. It's been like a whole thing. If you guys didn't know, I ended up going to LA to celebrate my birthday for like three days. And then I came home to then having to work my full-time job. And then I also celebrated my birthday on Friday. And it's been like this whole thing, very long day, very drawn out because I've had a lot of schoolwork to do, a lot of um, uh, real work to do, and then just the whole trip in itself. But it's been really fun. And we had a really good time. I was able to see you, which was really fun. Yeah, that was so much fun. We got dinner at the most exclusive <laughs> LA restaurant. I was like, we really like, I had um, a reserve, like a table for us. Yeah. It was in Beverly Hills. So crazy. It was just mm-hmm. like really exclusive. I don't it's know like if anyone's this, heard of it. Yeah. It's like a little like, like, you know, kind of mom and pop shop, just like very like local, but super bougie. It's called the Cheesecake Factory. I think um, that's what it's called. Yeah. I think they like make, I didn't get any cheesecakes, but I think they might serve cheesecakes. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's like in a factory where they make them, but we didn't try it. <laughs> right, so. right. But it was so funny because we were like looking for places to eat and like we couldn't decide. And I was like, well, Emily and I just kind of jokingly were like, "Can we, we should go to the Cheesecake Factory because it was pretty close to where we were. And um, I was like, honestly, why does that like sound like such a good option? Because there's just the, the menu is never ending. So then there's something Literally. for everyone. But it was funny because whenever we did get there, I ordered like a like a margarita flatbread or whatever. And they tell me why they brought they brought out <laughs> two different flatbreads and they go, they're both burnt, but if you want them, you can have them. So I had burnt pizza, but it was free. So Oh yeah, apparently their oven was not working. So they were like, So our oven like broken? Um and the waiter's literally holding two full ass pizzas and was like you can order something else or you could just have these burnt doughy ass pizzas. 
Yeah. And you decided to take them. <laughs> I I ate one as much as I could when I was least for, and yeah, I mean, I could only do so much because it was it was just kind of a mess, but it was a fun time. I I had I was filled up filled up on bread and fries, so that was was good. The fries were good, and the bread yeah. never misses. So mm-hmm. we fine. stand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plus, you were and just I, like starving. Yeah. I know so. You were starving. That, yeah, that was the day that I, I don't know if you guys see, but I went to LA specifically for my birthday. My birthday was the Friday the 23rd, but I flew in on Monday and then I got my tattoo on Sunday and yeah, I got this full like hand tattoo. I honestly wasn't expecting to get it all the way down to like where it is. It was just supposed to be my hand to kind of like compliment this one. And um, it became this whole thing whenever I was talking with the artist it was it was like five hundred dollars. It was a lot of money, but um, I really wanted to like treat myself for my birthday, especially because we've been away from home for so long. I wasn't gonna be out with friends um, on my actual birthday, so I was like, you know what? Maybe I can just like make a trip out of it and actually try and like celebrate and have a good year this year rather than feeling lonely. So um, I did it, and I'm super stoked about it. Like came out like better than I could expect. But yeah, the entire that entire day, I didn't eat at all. Like Emily and I had coffee in the morning and then we shared like a like a small croissant. And so uh, that's all I had to eat before getting a hand tattoo, which was super painful. So by the end of it, uh, I was like super like loopy. I felt like I was just high on my adrenaline and um, I just hadn't eaten anything. So whenever we had dinner, I was like, we have to have the biggest dinner. And so it was good. <laughs> a little sure, crispy, but it was good. You know? I feel like if you weren't starving, you would have been upset. At your meal yeah like it was just I, nice because it was there mm-hmm. and you could eat it i and it's funny because i don't know i was in a good mood i think i wasn't like upset by anything i was just like enjoying the vibe like it didn't really matter to me i'm like you know what that happened but like if worse comes to worse i can share emily's pasta or like i can you know i don't know i was i was already full of the fries and stuff so overall though it was it was fun and then we had like a cute little like we walked around beverly hills at night Looked at some of the shops, window shopped, and it was cute. One thing that we like to do is we like <laughs> to go for a walk. <laughs> like we will walk. We will walk. Miles. For no reason. Know. Just to it's, walk. It's just fun to just like have somewhere to go or maybe not have anywhere particularly to go, but just like be on the move and then just like talk. I, I love walking. It's so cute. Yeah. We walked through Rodeo at night and there was nobody there, obviously, because all the stores were closed. Mm-hmm. But it was still so cute because the lights were all lit up and we were just surrounded by wealth. Yeah. Right. Material luxury items. It like hit me. I mean, I guess I've always realized the kind of place LA is. Like, I'm aware that there's a lot of people that's kind of, you know, there's a lot of wealth there. Like when you're in Beverly Hills and you're in like, the rich area and the reason emily and i stayed in the rich area was because we found like a cheap hotel and we wanted to go a little shopping because we haven't like shopped in a long time we haven't done shopping at all since we moved here um and emily just got a job so we were celebrating so we wanted to stay kind of like in a bougier area but when you see everyone like the amount of wealth people just like throw like around it's just like wow like money just doesn't exist for some of these people but i was talking to the tattoo artist i was doing my hand tattoo and she was like, no, I think I think you're confused. I think you're not understanding that people just are living with, uh, with like outside of their means. Like people don't have the money to like throw around all this stuff. People just like 
are doing it as a status thing. And I was like, oh, okay. that So like me, <laughs> like me buying like a fucking $100 like shirt when I don't, I can't afford that. But, that yeah. was my reaction when you told me your thoughts, because I know people who will go out, like when you go, especially in Beverly Hills, you're going to pick your best outfit. Like you're going to wear all the jewelry yeah. that you have. You're going to wear your best, most expensive, exclusive pair of sneakers or outfit and then when the night's over, you're going to go back to your studio apartment that only has a couch and you're sleeping on a mattress <laughs> that's on the floor. Right. Like that's how people live in LA. It's like, yeah, on the surface, like walking down the street, everyone has the trendy items, but they are broke. Otherwise, they don't have any money saved up whatsoever. Yeah. So I think that kind of like made me feel a little bit better because I was there and like I felt like I needed to spend money just because I was like, you know, we're here. Maybe I should buy myself some nice things. But I had just spent a lot on a tattoo and I didn't really, I was like, I don't know. I don't want to like do all that. But it's been a long time since I feel like I've actually like done shopping. Every now and then I'll get something like online. But it has been like, yeah, when I was there, I, I fully expect me to like, I expected to go out every night um, and just trying to find like some nice clothes. But it ended up just being a lot more chill than I expected which I was super happy with. Like the trip was like perfect. The perfect amount of time we flew in, we met up with like an old friend um, who like drove up, dro- drove up from San Diego and hung out. Like he wanted to just go driving all through like the bougie areas. And then we ended up ending the night watching the sunset at like Santa Mon- or Venice. And um, it was like a very touristy thing we did, but it was like super fun. And then the second night we were hanging out with you and stuff and the tattoo. And then we flew home the th- uh, Wednesday. So overall, the trip was like perfect, I think. Um, couldn't ask for anything better. Just like loved it. But, we decided yeah. that when we see each other that we're going to go to the club. Because we, we haven't have to. been to the club together. And I feel like <laughs> we have to go. We've but like we've sort of bar-, bar hopped, kind of. We went to like, we had like a little like dinner at a bar. And then we went to... Um, Saddle Ranch. We had a little Saddle Ranch moment. Yeah. And then we the went into... Squad. I remember going into another bar to have to pee. But at that point, I was like... Oh, yeah. I was like pretty drunk, I think. Did we smoke? I don't remember. Yeah, we did, babe. Oh, we did. You were okay. like... For a while, you were just not on the plane of existence <laughs> that everybody else was on. Yeah, that sounds like me. By the end of the <laughs> night, whenever we were at Saddle Ranch, I think I sobered up. We saw like a bunch of like YouTubers... And so, like, I, like, woke up. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Do you remember Emily trying to, like, she wanted to, like, meet, like, some of these YouTubers so bad? She was like, I'm going to go up to him. And I'm like, you're not going to do that. Please don't. Yeah, and you're like, no. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. I'm, like, I'm really embarrassed right now. Please don't. But, so yeah. Funny. It was really funny. The whole time was was really cool. Um, but, yeah, I'm this – was, this time was a lot more chill. I really – I mean, it was a weekday. So I, we couldn't do anything like that. But I said, next time I go, we'll definitely have to – I'll go on a weekend and we'll definitely have to go out because that sounds like fun. That is fun. I haven't seen you dance yet, really. So I don't dance. Like, I don't know how to dance. Like, Oh, my God. I'm what do just, you do? Like, you just bounce? Do you I move? literally – I'm a bopper. Like, I'm just like – That's fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> as long as you have rhythm. Um, it's <laughs> fine know. because – I always joked because I, I like grew up playing guitar and stuff and I'm like I'm like the I'm like the rhythm guitarist with no rhythm. So like I don't 
I was I about to like, say, how do you not have rhythm if you're a musician? <laughs> I, I literally, I don't know, but it doesn't work out sometimes for me. I don't really, I don't know. I don't really know how to dance. I'm, I'm really just a bopper and like, um, Emily loves to like really get down. So I'm just kind of, I just like let her and I'm just like dancing with her type. So I really have to be like drunk to kind of feel it. So if we do go out, I'll make sure to get a little like fucked up. Yeah fun i can't wait for you guys to come back again i feel like this was a good little trip but we didn't really get to do anything other than go to dinner so next time we have to do something fun and crazy i we also have to get a tattoo i have to force you to get a tattoo tattoo. yeah we also wanted to go to universal i also kind of want to go to disneyland together Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of things that we have to do that's gonna be yeah that's like my big thing is like i really want to go and get a harry potter wand with you like i just like that's like my biggest because every time i go i'm always just so mesmerized by the wands i don't know something about it just (laughs) makes me want one we have to get drunk on butterbeer too. Like I'm so down to like just like drink the entire time we're there and just wait. Is there butterbeer? Is there beer in butterbeer? Yeah, I, I wait. thought it was just like a dessert drink kind of. I think like, you can get it. You alcoholic, can, can you get butterbeer? I will say Disneyland drunk is so fun. I've never been to like Disneyland way funner than being a child. Um, it's it's so much funner. It's more fun. So, although there's no Butterbeer Universal Studios, there's not an alcoholic version, I don't think, at Universal. Yeah. Sorry, I was looking it up. Um, but yeah, as an adult, I haven't been to Disney. I've been to Disney World a ton when I was young. No, not a ton. Like three times when I was younger because I lived in Florida. But I've never been to Disneyland and I haven't gone as an adult. But you like it, you said? I love Disneyland. It's okay. so fun. Like every, <laughs> it's a good place to go maybe once a year just because it, it it's a lot. It drains a lot of your energy. You're waiting in line pretty much all day and walking. So a good trip once a year will keep me like just content with not going again. I'm down to go. We should do it. That'll be fun. I agree. What's your ride? Um, I love <laughs> Radiator Springs. The Cars ride, so much fun. Oh. And also the Guardians of the Galaxy is also fun. So yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. Also, there's this ride, I think it's in California Adventure. Um, it's called Goofy's Flight School. And it's one of those really small roller coasters where the, like, the carts are super tiny. But all of the turns that you take are super sharp and jerky and fast. And it's so fun because it's so uncomfortable. That's what the funniest part is, like how uncomfortable it is to actually get through that ride. I'm okay. I'm, I love roller coasters, so I'm down. I don't. The only roller coasters that I'm not a fan of are the. I'll go on them, but are the like the 3D glasses one? Like a Universal oh, has a lot yeah. of them. There's like a Harry Potter one where they like guide you through like i don't know but like i i cry and every time i get on them just you because cry? like yes because like it like jumps out at you and it's scary oh my god so like the the first time I've, i was ever at universal uh it was probably like maybe i think it was like my birthday maybe i was like 22 or something and we went to universal and um yeah we went on the harry potter one or it was a spider-man one we went on and I just started bawling because like it just was like pot and I like couldn't close my <laughs> eyes because I wanted to enjoy. It's like a lot. Like I'm a mess. But 
yeah i, I, I want to go on like i want to go to actual disneyland because i haven't experienced any of the rides there is um what is it called the not splash mountain what's the dark one called space mountain yeah space mountain and this one's fun okay that one's in disneyland it's in disneyland okay i remember as a kid i used to love the haunted mansion that was a fun oh yeah yeah that one was spooky so yeah maybe we'll go to disneyland and not universal so you don't start crying (laughs) (laughs) but hey it's a vibe right i'll have (laughs) you just get off with tears in your eyes and the person's like what is are you okay i want a moaning myrtle wand do they have those i have no idea she probably does moaning myrtle have a wand for sale universal i don't know does well, she's the dead, so she really need one so does the bathroom near harry potter world have her crying in it that's a good question I feel like if it doesn't, that's a design flaw that they need yeah, to Yeah, right. Because Florida does. I just, I like to see the differences because I know that everyone says like, you know, they prefer one over the, over the other, whether that's Disney World or Disneyland. It is interesting. That's definitely on the list. But yeah, I want to, we definitely have to go and I want to get drunk with you. It is something that, I mean, I have kind of in the past, but I'm just too messy. I need to figure my life out. I, was I have Emily. it. I always have like one drink when we're together. Like I get a little tiny bit tipsy, but I've never mm-hmm. gotten like super drunk with you. Yeah, I think we have to. See, I was I was telling Emily that I think my issue, and I don't drink often because this is my issue, is that I'm just so goofy. Like I'm just like I'm just like so like goofy. Where like everybody's just, goofy. I know, but I'm like drunk. I'm like silly in a way that is just kind of like I can't take care of myself because I'm so silly. And I think I get insecure when I drink or smoke that I'm going to come off as like really annoying or obnoxious or like just silly. So I think it kind of hinders my ability to want to have fun because I'm worried of how I'm going to be perceived. But it's just, it's an anxiety thing. But I I want to actually, I think it'd be really fun. I agree. Well, you had such a fun week. I feel like I didn't do anything. (laughs) I got a new phone. phone. I did. For everyone watching, I got the iPhone 14. Okay, Rich. Bro. Um, which is nice. Like, it's cute. I got it in the purple. Co- I've been wanting a purple phone for the longest time ever. And whoever designed this color purple or chose this color deserves an award because it looks black. Yeah. Like, it still it fits with most of the cases. It It's not too purple where it's gross and weird. It's like the perfect neutral purple to still go with everything. So I am pleased. The camera is amazing. So I'm excited to start taking pictures and videos and stuff. But that was pretty much the highlight of my week was just getting a new phone. That's pretty cool. <laughs> do you like it? Is it are you a fan of it? I do. I had the XS before I switched over. So everything is a lot faster, I would say, just swiping through different apps and stuff like that. But it's not too much different, but it's always just exciting to have a new phone. And I feel like I'm trending and ahead of the curve because I have the newest (laughs) phone. So So I have the 11 and it is purple at the bottom. So whenever you show me your purple, I was like, that's so nice because any case I get, it like clashes with the color of the phone. 
So like that's always my biggest fear when choosing a new phone. But I also got the 14. I haven't gotten it yet because I got the Plus. And so that's like the bigger sizes. And it, I think they're distributing them later because I think it's just manufacturer stuff. So I don't get it until like October 7th or something. Oh my God. But I know, right? So I have to wait. But I also didn't know that the regular iPhone 14s don't have the dynamic island. So I'm like, what's the difference between the 13 and the 14? Because the whole point of the 14 was like, oh, this cool dynamic island. And then I realized that it's only for the pro. And I'm like, oh, well, fuck. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like considering canceling it. And I'm like, maybe I can hold off or hold on my phone for like another year. But it is getting slow. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm in a pickle. You should cancel it. You think so? Get the pro or just wait. Yeah, Emily was saying that you, I should probably, I should might as well get the pro. And I'm like, you know, maybe um, I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah, we can have matching phones. Yeah, that would be fun. I got the, I ended up getting the black one because um, the regular like plus colors are just so ugly. I mean, it was just like, they kind of are. Yeah, it was like plain, like just white, black, um, red, their product red one. Which I thought always went to AIDS, but now it doesn't. I think it was only for that limited time whenever they first did it. I think the first time they did the iPhone product red was for the 7 because I had the red iPhone 7. And it was went to like AIDS um, like organizations. And um, so I, but now it, I think it's a different one. I think they change it up every year. But uh, yeah, they have a red one that I just don't like. Um, and I think it's a purple one that's the same purple. And then there's a pretty green but I, I didn't want to like have a clashing color again. So yeah, I'll, I'll think about changing it up. Yeah, because I mean, the island is kind of cool, I guess. For me, it's basically just like your music. Your music pops up up there. If you're browsing the internet, sometimes like certain web pages will be up there, but I don't even really notice <laughs> that it's there. I just wanted a new phone in general. Okay, well, maybe I won't miss it much. Because another part of me is like, okay, well, the 15's right around the corner in a year. What is, is that going to be like a big thing? That's why like, I, I kind of regret it because mm-hmm. 15 sounds like, I don't know, they, they're going to do something big as opposed to just a 14 because mm-hmm. five is a significant number, I guess. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, so, well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think a new phone is good and it's in general and like you're going to use it like because a part of me feels bad because I'm like, I'm going to be spent, you know, making payments on it for two years and it's like $800. But then you have to think like I'm on my phone probably anywhere between four to six hours a day and you're using that every day for two years like that's you're going to you're getting your money's worth. Definitely. Yeah. How much the yeah. So I think phones being expensive is like the like the one luxury you should be able to have. Because it's gonna, it's literally everything you need in your pocket. So, this is my iPhone commercial, and yeah, you really sound like an iPhone ambassador. You should just go work at the Apple store. To be um, what's the is name? Jason Long, the the old Justin Long. Justin Long is what it is. The fucking old. I'm Mac. And that's who I am right now. I'm I got Justin. really high last night, and. <laughs> I was just thinking about how crazy the technology is behind a phone. Yeah. Like we have this square that's like glass, but there's images on it and you can touch it. 
Isn't that, that's crazy to me. I Maybe I was just having an existential crisis and that's- No, like, I, I feel that. Like it kind of, when I think about technology, I got, I get the God effect of like, of like, okay, well, who created God? Like, how does technology work? How does just like a little motherboard or whatever, how does that work? Like how, like at what point, how, how does that develop itself? I don't know. It's like, when you think about it, it's really trippy and we just kind of accept it. We're like, yeah, that makes sense. But like, does it make sense? Cause we don't think about it. Mm-hmm. We're like living in uh, an interesting timeline. Yeah. Well, this episode is not actually about iPhones, just so everybody's <laughs> okay. I don't know. I think this that. one's going to be a little bit like messier. It'll probably be like a, a range of things, but we, yeah, we definitely have different topics we're going to throw around today. Speaking of different topics, we have been talking a lot about the different shows and movies that we've seen. So I know you said you watched Do Revenge on Netflix recently. And I had watched it probably, I think, last week is when I watched it. But I think it would be interesting to talk about just because there were a lot of queer characters in the film. And I don't know. I feel it feels weird to me watching teen movies nowadays because you can tell a lot of them draw influence from movies that were made when we were teenagers. So it just makes me feel old. (laughs) I I, heard, I I didn't catch any references, but I heard that there was like references to I think like 10 Things I Hate About You or like Clueless. I've heard there was like old school references in that movie and I didn't catch any of them. Am I like, what What were like, what did you see that like kind it's of- It's just like the, the storyline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess. Not I like exact references, but just the whole vibe of the movie or the aesthetic or- the tropes, the stereotypes of characters mm-hmm. that are involved. It's just, I don't know. It makes me think of movies when we were younger and it makes me feel old because I guess the way that they're making movies for the younger generation now, it's not really for us anymore. I, yeah, you know? I, I find that a we're little. not the demo. Mm, I know I'm officially, I guess I was last year, but the demo is like, what is it like? 16 or 18 to 24 or something and now i just turned 26 so yeah um, they the age groups are always like 18 to 25 and then 25 and above and we're above so we're above. we are in our late 20s but yeah so i i feel you on that because there's like a lot of and i don't know if maybe Maybe I want to know like the younger generations because I'm technically a Zoomer. I'm like the last year of a Zoomer. So technically a Zoomer. But I want to know like the younger like Zoomers, the younger generation watching this high school movie because I'm not in high school watching a high school movie anymore. But I want to know what they think about the those points in the scripts where like I find it a little awkward. And like because like there was like mention at certain points of like uh, like he created the like cis hetero something club yeah and like i found it like as a trans person like super corny because i was like no i will talk like this yeah and there's a few instances like that like they reference like i think maya hawk at a a certain point references like they or something in it and like like a like a non-binary sort of like identity and identity in like mixture with the other identities that 
she was referencing at that point. I don't know how to explain it, but I remember being like this. It just kind of felt awkward. Like it was placed in there as some sort of like, I, we're like, look at us. We're woke type thing. And I don't know if you felt that way too, or it doesn't come off as inclusive more as like corny. There was a lot of buzzwords that they were using. Mm-hmm. Was what we were talking about. So it, could very well be something that somebody would say in that situation, but it just seems very gimmicky instead of actually having a place in the script. Also, I don't, I mean, if anybody is in high school and is watching this, but it seems like nowadays teen movies are like, bullying's okay. Like, I'll still ruin your life, but I'm not going to be homophobic or transphobic. That's that's across the line. I will make your life a living hell. I will make you contemplate suicide and leaving the school, but I'm not going to be homophobic. <laughs> that's off limits. So like is you- that the case? Like do they mentally say I'm a bully, but I love the gays. I we stand the gays. I find it crazy that like and this is such a I think a testament to our age at this point where um uh like when you watch a like a movie now like especially one that's like over like covers high school they have like whole cliques of people in that high school that are gay in high school my high school we did not have that at all there may have been like a few gay people that were out and openly gay but it wasn't like a thing no one talked about it no one addressed it and maybe if there was like one gay person I've like heard like in passing people just like saying rude things about them or like being really homophobic about them. But now it's just like, there's like openly gay and trans people in high school and maybe the movies are portraying it more than it actually is. But I feel like that is such a like dynamic shift in the, I would, I've, I've been out of high school since 2015. So like, since like that span of time, it's like, wow, like the world has progressed so quickly. Like, I can't believe it. Yeah, I agree. I feel it's just it's weird to me because I love those types of movies so much, but at the same time I feel weird watching them because I mean, I'm 28, I'm 10 years older than most of the people in here. Also, it's hard for me to really get into it when I know the actors are literally my age as well though. Okay, so like, like it's a main, little hard. The <laughs> main guy in that movie, like the douchebag, he was like 30 years old. Like there's no hiding behind the fact that that man looked like he he looked like spoiled milk like at this point. Honestly. What was the what was the that guy's name? Like the actor I don't name? know I what the actor's name is. It's so funny to me that cats. he was in um Euphoria as is Kat's he... little boyfriend. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fuck me. Austin Abrams is his name. And um, he's like, he plays, I don't know the name of the character, but it's so funny because he's only like 20 days older than me. So we're the same age. <laughs> he's Why are you calling him spoiled? Not, <laughs> at least I'm not white, okay? <laughs> sure. but, <laughs> but yeah, he um, he he's like, he definitely plays like an older character. Uh, than what he is and i mean oh yeah you see these actors like in the movie in the movie they're supposed to be in high school you're like okay like you're literally my age yeah and i did i did appreciate how there were queer characters in the movie that i guess they had a personality other than just being queer you know like that that wasn't all they they focused on the entire movie there was some romance going on 
but the entire plot did not revolve around their identity specifically, which I really enjoyed. And I think that's important in a movie when you have representation is to make sure that that person's identity isn't the focal point of everything that has to do with them. Yeah, it's interesting because I know Netflix sells different images depending on the person. So like there's like a lot of sapphic sort of films that um, Emily and I on our a shared account, like we'll just get like the cover photo is like specifically made to kind of like suit us where like we're a queer couple, we're going to be inclined to click the queer film. And so like, I feel like I've been seeing the like a Maya Hawk sort of, I think cover photo. And it seems like a really gay movie. I thought it was going to be like a super gay movie. I watched it and it wasn't, it was like, it was like perfect amount of gay. <laughs> like it wasn't, it wasn't the focal point or any capacity. It was just like the character was just gay. And like that, that was it. And I was like, wow, like I've, I haven't seen a movie like this in like in a long time or like if, if ever. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Overall, the movie I thought well, I did a good job in a lot of ways. I think it was really interesting to watch, easy to watch, nothing too, you know, too overwhelming um so i give it like a good like eight and a half out of ten i thought it was good a little corny but i would agree yeah eight it was a little bit cheesy but yeah there <laughs> is a little bit of a twist which i wasn't expecting i know so that's nice that they threw a twist in there and it wasn't a hundred percent predictable russell and i were like okay so they're going to become best friends. And then one of them is actually going, or Maya Hawk's actually going to let her popularity get to her head. So they're going to get into a fight, which actually happened. And then something else happened. So it's predictable to a point, but then there's like a, a little twist in there. I was nice. telling Emily when we were watching it, I was like, watch Maya Hawk's character. Like watch, she was the one who like, um, Oh my God. Yeah. Who like, um, no, I was saying that like Maya Hawk's character was the one that did the thing to Ava Capri. I think oh. that's her name. Yeah. The the character that like evidently like outed her and stuff like that. I thought that it was the opposite way around and she oh. was just trying to get her out of the school or something. Which is it's so fun to see like I think her name's Ava Capri. It's so fun to see her acting because I've watched her on YouTube for a long time. I just know that she was part of the whole like lesbian clique on YouTube with like Alexis Gisol and fucking Rebecca Black and like that whole like queer community that exists on YouTube. But um, yeah, it's interesting to see like see characters in these movies that like I feel like kind of started off as YouTubers and stuff. But yeah, I thought the movie overall, overall was pretty good and I recommend watching it. We did spoil it a little, but like not really. No, we didn't spoil it. <laughs> she dies at the end. It. Speaking of gay, before we move on to the main topic, <laughs> you haven't started watching Dahmer on Netflix. I right? haven't. Okay. It's you I I feel like I never really read up about the history of Jeffrey Dahmer out of all the serial killers, so I didn't know what to expect. But I mean he is gay, so it's a really big part of the show, which I think is interesting as well. I've so loved... I just wanted to talk about that, but you haven't watched it, so we can't. I don't want to say much. <laughs> what, Evan Peters plays him, right? He does, yeah. I love Evan Peters, too. I don't know. I just have this thing for him. <laughs> I do, too. Because it's weird, right? Okay. I, it makes me very uncomfortable when 
actors, good looking actors play serial killers or people that are psychotic because I'm watching the show in my mind. I know that Jeffrey Dahmer himself, like scary person did horrible, horrendous, terrifying things. But when I'm watching the show and it's Evan Peters, I'm like, maybe if like, if I was there in his couch, on his couch, he wouldn't have killed me. Like I wouldn't have triggered his psychotic breakdown. I would have been able to survive the night. Like that, those are the things that go on in my head. Maybe instead of slaying me, he would have slayed this pesky. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, that's, I think yeah. that's actually a thought that I had in my head at one point in my life. I was I like, like, maybe if I just like showed him love and affection, he wouldn't have killed me. You could have changed him. You would have been the one to change. I would have changed him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is so funny because I like I feel the exact same. Like I just it sucks when you see like a maybe this is the effect of a serial killer where like they're so charming and you know them as the character or you know them as the actor, so you like you like love them and like you you're rooting for them almost. And it's kind of crazy that that happens. And I think that maybe kind of shows maybe the allure of sometimes that serial killers had on like people that were in their life that people like them and they were likable. That's how they were able to get away with stuff. I know a little bit about Jeffrey Dahmer, but I'm not, I don't, I get them confused with a bunch of other serial killers. Was he the one that like, was he in like Florida? Um, cause no, I might've been a difference. That was Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy. See, they're all the same to me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that is interesting. I'll have to watch though, because I do, I do enjoy me some Evan Peters. Every time I watch a movie with a killer, I don't know why I think I would just be able to seduce them. Oh my! Like, I feel like if you are in a situation where you're with a killer, that's always my go-to solution. Like, try and seduce them. If it fails, okay, that's fine. But like. That's one thing that you can do to try and get their trust or take them off guard and then fuck them up after that. Now you're toxic trait you know, being seducing like, serial killers. I know. I'm like in a dungeon with my hands tied behind my back, but I could seduce him. So it's right. no big deal. I, I would get out of the situation. Period. Did you ever see the movie Raw? I think it was called Raw. Or no, I think oh. it was called Fresh. Fresh. <gasps> yeah. The one about the the cannibal? That's what, literally what I was thinking at that point. I was like, yeah. oh, I would have seduced him and walked out the front door. Like, no big deal. <laughs> literally chained up. I'm. Oh, I do remember how it ended. That was a really good movie, too. Yeah. There's like another one with Timothy Chalamet coming out that's a cannibal movie, too, which I'm very interested in watching. Oh, I haven't heard about that. Tim Is Timothy Chalamet like a white boy that you're like into? I feel like everyone's no. into him. But I don't see the appeal. I'm indifferent. Yeah. He just he just exists, right? He's just there. Yeah, he's, like he's just the, alive. Right. He's just he wants to be like Logan Lerman or like a uh what's his name? The what the fuck is his name? Um the one that was in that recent like social media movie. Dylan O'Brien. Oh, I feel like he wants to be the Dylan modern O'Brien. day like Dylan O'Brien, but like he just isn't it. That's not possible. <laughs> and like you can't be you can't be that any the way the way that they affected us when we were younger but um yeah <laughs> no one's touching dylan <laughs> period but so yeah, yeah. anyways and i don't want to talk about white boys this entire <laughs> i don't get the appeal of like the skinny white actor 
Like, I just don't get it. But maybe it's a blessing for me. I kind of get it, but we can oh. move on. Yeah. But like, but like, not all of them, you know. Certain like ones, why, like they have ones, like a little like, extra spice to them. <laughs> like Pete Davidson looks like he's gonna die at any um, point. Wait, do you do you have a thing for Pete Davidson? We're moving on. Okay. <laughs> We're moving on. I'm trying to think of the other stuff we've been watching, like Cobra Kai. I just finished the newest season. Okay. I'm the on the writers of finale. the. Am I too old for to for me to like think like these people are actually so mad over karate? Like like kids I have a black belt, but, like, Okay. I I have immersed myself in this culture and it's cringy for me. Okay. Like I want to I don't want anyone to know that I do karate because now they're going to say, "Oh my god, you're like Cobra Kai." No, I'm not like Cobra Kai because I would never let petty karate drama ruin my entire life. There is no drama in karate. You go to class and you do it and then you leave. Like, it's not like that. Are there actual, like, karate tournaments? Can you do that? Yeah, but they're not like that. Like, they don't have rivalries and beat each other up and get involved with, like, it's just too much. I just, I find it so funny. It's like, I'm like, how different can these styles be? Because there's, like, so many styles now. And I'm like, are they all really just, like, that different? There are a lot of different styles. Okay. So that is accurate. But it bothers me that everybody in the show is a black belt. Like some of you started four (laughs) weeks ago. I'm not sure how you're a black belt already. Emily was watching it and they were like all in the dojo together. And I think they're, I don't know. They were all just like wearing their like garb or whatever. And Emily's like, why are they all wearing a black belt? And I was like, wait, yeah. Why, why are none of them anything else but a black belt? It took me four years to get mine, so apparently I'm doing something wrong. I should have joined Cobra Kai. They're giving them out that easily. <laughs> it just it comes with the the whole gear. What is it called? The a gi. A gi. That's what it is. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> My favorite is the the little. What's his the young one? What's his name again? I'm so bad at remembering names. The one In that Cobra he's just Kai? so angry. Yeah, Kenny. Kenny. He's just so mad. Yeah, like you, I could t- talk about all the characters and who I hate, but I do hate Samantha the most, just so oh. everyone's aware. <laughs> this is a Samantha hate club. This, yeah. I literally, I, especially after the last episode I just watched, bitch. I feel bad for her as an actress because she has to know that we all just very much dislike She's fully her. aware. <laughs> she has to know that like she is the worst spoiled brat character I honestly, yeah. I'm not a fan of Delruso. I De, De, what is his name? Larusso. Not a fan of him. I literally don't like anybody besides Tori. Tori actually has substance. This that's how I feel about Miguel. Like I love Miguel. I just I think he's a he's a good kid, but you know his flaw, his fatal flaw is Samantha. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why they make her dress like that either. I don't know why they make her dress like that. I don't know why her hair <laughs> looks crunchy. I don't know why they do a I lot of things. I'm just telling the truth, but period. That's besides the point. This, we're yeah. not bullies here. We're just simply sharing our opinion. Yeah, not bullying. And she's not a real person, it. so right. Do whatever yeah. I want. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, the show just seems so serious. The writing as well comes off a little cringy to me. And I was looking up who the writers for the the show is. 
and it's like they're all just like white old white men so it's not surprising at all there's like there's gonna be some problematic stuff in it um (laughs) so annoying i was just like oh my god at some of the things that like they said um and like it comes off as like especially the what's his name the main guy johnny He's supposed to be a little racist. Like he's a little like I love Johnny. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Same. And so I think it's funny because he's like the way that they make his dialogue sometimes, I'm just like rolling my eyes. I'm like, oh my God. But um, yeah, it's definitely one of those like cheesy shows, but you can't like not watch. No, you have to. Like this season is horrendous. <laughs> but I'm gonna watch it through and I'm gonna watch the next one and I'm gonna watch it until the show ends. Right. Because that's just how it is. I'm in too deep at this point. <laughs> the the whole show, though, like I've been watching a ton of things lately. I don't know if you've like caught up with The Handmaid's Tale or anything like that. There's been so much out right now. Atlanta came out again, like really soon after the last season. So I've been starting to watch Atlanta, and evidently this is the last season. And so I'm very excited about it. I haven't so. watched Atlanta. I put it on my list. There's also a show called The Patient that has Steve Carell in it. Oh my it. god. We started it. It's really good. I hate that it's only 20 minutes. Isn't that so shitty? Yeah, I also like can't really see Steve Carell in a serious role. It's hard for me. <laughs> Are you like, you're the funny guy? That's Michael Scott, sweetie. I'm sorry. This is what happens after he left Dunder Mifflin. Right. He's now <laughs> locked up in some serial killer's basement. Yeah, it feels like one of those shows that should be 40 minutes, but then unfortunately is only like a 30-minute episode. So then you have to wait a week for 30 minutes and nothing really happens. And so that's kind of upsetting because I feel like there's a really good opportunity for it to have have so much substance to it, but it feels like it lacks the depth that it could potentially have if the episodes were longer. So it does suck. Did you watch like SpaceX? (laughs) Or is it SpaceX? I tried to watch it, but I couldn't really get into it. I know Space Force. I think Space Force is Space what Force. it is. Yeah. I didn't yeah, watch it, I, though. I, 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 the only reason I watched it was for Diana Silvers. Oh, I like yeah. saying everyone's name wrong. Is that her name? That's her name. Okay. I like, for some reason, when it comes to names, especially on this podcast, I always like can't get it right. <laughs> yeah. I only I watched it for her and for her alone. And yeah, so yeah, those are a bunch of shows that I think we've just been kind of keeping up with. Uh, it is nice though, because I've been super overwhelmed with school. So having something kind of to settle me after like a long day has been really nice. And there's just been so much content lately. So it's been really good. And I kind of want to, you know, pass it on to like a our like main topic of this episode, which I want to talk a little bit about because I've been feeling it really heavily. And I know we've kind of talked about it in the past, but like imposter syndrome is something that like I've been like weighing on me a lot. And I know this episode's really scrambled, but um, there's just been like a lot, I think, going on within my life. Like I wanted to bring this up because I want to know if anyone else feels this way. But um, yeah, I was talking about it with you, but um, I've been going to school. I recently started grad school um, and it's been something that's just been super hard for me because I really want to do really well and I'm really, really trying. And then sometimes I'm, the grades I'm getting, I take personally when it's not, when it's not what I want them to be, or like, they're not like, I'll spend hours on an assignment and I will finish that assignment and, um, I will get graded like weeks later 
and it's like maybe uh, 90 instead of like 100. And like, I'm so offended by it. And I think that's so silly for me. But there is this, I think, sense of like, maybe I don't belong here. And like, I feel like me not achieving the best that I can is a testament showing that I that I'm not meant to be in sort of uh, a grad program, I guess. And I don't know if you like, we've talked about feeling this way in like other like areas in our life, whether that's being, you know, trans and not feeling like you sort of belong maybe in your identity or we recently were at the Spotify event um, and we kind of felt like we were like a little out of place. And I don't know, like, I don't know if you've ever felt this way or, or like what you feel about this idea of like imposter syndrome, because it typically with it, everyone knows if you're in the situation, you were meant to be there. You were there for a reason. Like, I think overthinking it is pretty bad, but I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I feel like as a trans person, when you've grown up with people telling you that you are not really going to amount to anything or you won't be successful or nobody will ever accept you. That's just ingrained in a lot of our minds Mm -hmm. to feel uncomfortable when we start getting a little bit of success because you kind of feel like, okay, well, this wasn't really supposed to happen because people told me that it wasn't going to happen. And now that it's happening, is everybody just focusing on the fact that I'm trans? Like, is that the only reason why I'm here? Or you start to go down that hole of thinking why you're in the position that you're in instead of just acknowledging that you worked really hard to get there. So I definitely feel it mostly relating to like social media stuff or opportunities that I'm given. I just think it's crazy that I'm at this point where like we're working with Spotify. We spoke on a panel. We have another project that we're working on with them. So in that aspect, I sometimes feel outside of my own body. Like, why am I here? I start to question why I'm there and get insecure about certain things. So I I do get it in terms of my identity. Also in school, I'm not in school now, but I know I was similar to how you were because I have always been one to want to get good grades. And it would piss me off when I felt like I got a grade that wasn't what I thought it should be or lower than what I thought it should be. But at the same time, I feel like grades in school is something that we put so much emphasis on that doesn't even matter. Like there are people probably in your class that are getting 60s or 70s. And at the end of the day, they still have the ability to pass the class and move on and do the exact same thing that you're doing. And they're getting lower grades than you. So I I just feel like for me, that was something that helped me a lot because you you don't have to get 100% on every single thing because there are people that are doing worse than you that are going to reap the same benefits that you are from taking this class and graduating or getting a degree. So it just puts things into perspective, but based on how you are, like how hard you are on yourself or how much of a perfectionist you are, it's, you can't really help it. It's just something that you're always going to do. You're always going to want to make sure that you get grades that reflect the amount of time and effort that you put into something. Yeah. I, you know, C's gets degrees and I, I agree exactly. with that. I think my big thing is knowing how, like, I think the Latino population um, tends to struggle more in school 
And I know that um, it, there's like just a lot of historical parts of that. And um, I was looking at statistics. I thought it was 50% of Hispanic kids um, drop out of undergrad or something like that. I could be wrong. I'm reading a statistic right now that says uh, just 15% of Hispanics have a bachelor's degree or higher among uh, Hispanics 25 to 29. So it's like, theoretically, I'm on like the lower average of, you know, the possible, especially being trans and, you know, having these multiple intersecting identities. I think the idea of getting this far as far as I have doesn't seem realistic to me. And I don't quite understand. Granted, I've put in the work to get here, but it's kind of, it feels like, even after all that, everything's built up against me first generation mexican-american my dad went to sixth grade my mom has her high school degree or diploma my dad's a farm worker i just feel like the the situation that i'm in i'm so privileged and in a lot of ways that i feel like it doesn't make sense to me especially like even being trans like when i came out my mom said that no one was going to accept me and i'm going to have a lot of difficulties kind of within getting jobs and stuff like that and i have a salary job now and um, in terms of just like a bunch of these like different things, I don't feel like I'm quite, it doesn't make sense to me. And I think that's where I struggle with. Or like, you know, we do the thing with Spotify and it's really, really awesome that we're able to do there. But like we're sitting in front of a room filled with like probably like tens of millions of followers that people have just like watching us. And it's like, why are we here? And so there's like these like, barriers of of me just you know having like beating the like a lot of these odds and through a lot of hard work and through a lot of struggle and maybe some luck but you know we ended up getting there and we deserve those opportunities but why is it so hard to really under like accept that because for me yeah when I when I do school when I'm like in school I'm really want to learn I like I printed out my first assignment that I ever did in grad school because I was so proud of it. I made like a little graphic and it was like a little timeline that I had to do because I was so proud because I'm like really wanting to learn. I really want to get invested. And um, I have just like different things that like I really am putting all my work into. So when I put hours and a lot of my heart and I don't get what I like, I don't get what I think I deserve or I don't, I don't get the the grade that I want. I feel like I'm doing something wrong and maybe I don't belong here. Maybe I'm, I don't know, you know, really here for no reason, I guess, or it's a mistake. So there's like a lot of layers to it. And it's just really definitely hard kind of existing as someone with a lot of intersecting, you know, minority identities and overcoming like the the craziest odds to be where I am today. So it's it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I I mean everybody has their own insecurities, but I feel like when you have multiple intersection intersecting identities, it's just you have a certain image, I guess, especially when you're a kid thinking about how different your life would be if you transitioned or you changed something in order to be more authentic. You're also thinking about all the ways that that could backfire. So when you put in the work and everything is going right and you're in healthy relationships and you have a job. It's weird because nobody really ever talks about trans people thriving and being successful and having all of these things. People only talk about how they get disowned from their family 
or they're victims of hate crimes or they get fired from their job. It's always focused on the negative. So when you don't have a lot of negatives going on, it kind of feels like maybe it's coming or why, why have I not experienced that? And you, you're just like not crediting yourself and the work that you put in in order to get yourself to where you were. And we're honestly the, we're, we are the, the first generation truly of out maybe trans people actually succeeding. Uh, because before I think there would have been maybe like 10 years, 20 years before us, if we were to come out, it would have been so much harder. I think we're like at that right, that sweet spot where we've been able to like really come into a world that's starting to accept us getting into these positions, being able to accomplish these things right at that spot. So we are like the, I think, first generation, these first group of these, you know, these minority identities that like are actually succeeding. So we're like truly, I guess, setting the groundwork um, because we've never seen it before. It's not something that's super common before us. Um, And so I think that is also an interesting part of it. Like not really having role models to be like, what other professionals are trans that like that have really like made it, you know, are there any like trans billionaires type thing? Not that I want to be a billionaire, but just like really seeing that it's like, we are the, I think the first generation in that perfect timing that we have the ability to actually succeed. So we're, you know, there's a lot of societal changes going on with a lot of this, but it is really hard to kind of feel successful when, you know, you're just doubting, you know, is the reason why I'm here even like a token reason? Like, I love Spotify, but like, maybe are the reasons we're here because we are trans? And is this just like a minority check? Granted, I don't think that. I I think they genuinely enjoy our podcast and know that it's beneficial for a community of people. And I think in terms of representation, our show is great for that. So I, I, I love that. And I love those opportunities. But it's hard not to think that in my head, like, wise, the wise. That's true. It it does feel like we're kind of, I don't know, at the start of this new era. Obviously, there have been trans people hundreds, 50 years ago, less than 100 years ago. Trans people existed. It's not like they just came out of nowhere. But any trans people that did exist likely faced a lot of backlash or they were completely stealth and didn't tell anybody. So it's we're now at this point where you can be trans and you can actually talk about it. Like we literally have a podcast where we talk about issues like this. So it's just a new era of being able to be semi comfortable with talking about your identity. Granted people, there are some people that still have their opinions and are stuck in their ways about how they feel regarding the trans community. But most people are kind of indifferent to it. Like even if they don't completely accept the trans community it, it doesn't bother them to see that. Maybe they prefer not to hear about it, but it, it's not going to ruin their day, I I think. Maybe for some people, they're probably like that. But yeah, it's just, it's more common and more talked about. More, more representation obviously led to more people knowing about what trans people are and what we go through. So I agree in that aspect. It's a lot easier, obviously, for us to succeed because of where we are in society, as opposed to before where they they couldn't succeed succeed because society wasn't set up for them to succeed. There was nowhere for them to go. And I think also 
specifically for me, I don't know if you feel this way. My need to succeed is is mostly consumed by spite. Like I want to, I want to prove people Same. wrong, and it's it's unfortunate exactly. because the entire time. I have a LinkedIn page, not because I'm proud of, I mean, I'm proud of myself, but because I want to like have a place that has all my accomplishments because I can be like, look, look what I've done. Look what I've overcome because a lot of people didn't think that I could. Um, You know, I have friends that I went to high school with that, of course, I'm going to share that I'm in grad school. I have like my salary job. Like I'm really like out here, not gloating, but showing that like the people that maybe who are negative to me in my life showing them that like I've persevered, I've overcome these things that I've overcame these things that you might have said to me that were like hurtful or disgusting, or when you used to think little of me, like, look what I've done. And it's kind of like a lot of where I, I, you know, my heart is like, and it sucks that like, I feel like, you know, maybe my life is run too much by spite where I'm like trying to, I'm trying to kind of switch my head to like, doing these things for myself. And I told myself when I get into my grad program that like, I really need to switch this mindset of like, I'm doing this to show my family that I can succeed without them to now doing this for myself so I can succeed so I can be proud of who I am. So I'm trying to also have that switch because living in such a negative way is really, really problematic. But it's hard not to be like, I don't know, like I had a, a guidance counselor in high school who I wanted to dual enroll so bad. I wanted to go to take college classes while I was um, in my regular classes. And he told me that I couldn't because I wasn't smart like him. He was like, for me, I could be taking those really hard classes and I could be making like A's and B's. But for you, you probably couldn't do it. And like a guidance counselor was telling me that. And I think about that all the time. And I'm like, and, and I'm like, in when I, and it sucks because like he doesn't know what he did. Like that lasting impact of that that one interaction I had with him, how that impacted me to, to today. Where I'm like, can I not do it? Am not am I not made for this? And and I'm trying to like show myself that I can like through spite that like I am able to overcome the things that he said to me. And like that's what I mean. It's like I'm run by these like little instances, these little interactions I've had in my life that just make me super spiteful to succeed. And it is like really frustrating because like I need to do this for myself and like it needs to not be out of these hateful things that have happened. I get that. Um, I, I try and do things for myself too, but always in the back of my mind, I want to prove people wrong because like we've both said, people tell you, you get comments all the time that you're not going to be successful. So it's, it just feels nice to be able to try and prove somebody wrong, but it's also important to make sure that that is not the only thing that you're striving for and you're forgetting to do things that you actually enjoy or things that make you happy. And you're not just trying to gain all of these accomplishments simply to present to anybody that might disagree with your lifestyle and say, well, you might not disagree with me, but I have this and I have that and I've done this and I've done all of these other things. So whatever you say to me, like, doesn't matter because at the end of the day, they're still going to have the same opinion as to who you are. So you having all of these accomplishments is likely not even going to change their mind. Yet that's like what we focus on the most. Yeah. And I I think that's like a a mindset that I, I think is important to just do our best to grow out of just 
not be so caught up on on what other people think and just do things for ourselves and what we believe will make us happy in the end. Um, so in other words, I'm dropping out of grad school. No, okay. <laughs> Could you imagine? I've been so stressed. Like it's been like really hard. Um, and I don't know what this week was just long cause I, I traveled, but this week was like the first week that kicked my ass. I had three different homework assignments. I have one class and I had like three different assignments that I had to do. And for some reason I just like, couldn't do it. I like, was looking at my computer. I couldn't focus. I couldn't do it. I just felt like bad. That's why I really wanted to talk about it because I felt so bad and like unlike motivated. And then I finally do it after like really pushing myself. And then I get a grade back and I'm like, oh, like I just made like an 80 on an annotated bibliography over me evidently not having my sources link. Like it was so weird the way that like the specific assignment that I did that like it's it's too annoying to get into the specifics, but like I felt like I understood what I was saying, but to him he didn't understand what I was saying, and like that is where like that disconnect is. That's so frustrating to me. So I'm just kind of battling that, but you know it'll happen, and I think I'll get through this like I this idea because we do belong in the places that we're in. We've accomplished a lot. We've worked hard to get where we are, and yeah, I think. I think slay. <laughs> slay for yourself. Don't slay for others. Period. That's the moral of this story here. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think with that being said, um, I do have a um, never have I, or not, not ever have I ever, and am I the <laughs> asshole? But I can save it if you want to do it another day. What I want to do it. I love them. Okay. I ha- so I have a dramatic reading as well, but there was something else that we were planning on talking about, but we rambled too much. So <laughs> I'll save it for another. I still, it's obviously still a topic that I want to talk about. So um, maybe next week or in the upcoming weeks, we can talk about it and I can share it. But yes, yes I love, am I the asshole? Okay. Okay. Well, we can do this then. And I'm excited about it. And I, I do want to talk about this next uh, topic or the, um, next week. I think it'll still be relevant, but we wanted to essentially yeah. kind of go over like the little mermaid and the whole drama about her race and stuff, because I think it's a little frustrating. How it's silly. Reacted. But the, there's a lot of great reactions that I really want to kind of cover. So yeah. I'm excited for that dramatic reading. But yeah, so this is that Am I the Asshole that I found like two minutes ago. Um, no, it was like a, a few minutes before we started the episode. And yeah, so let me see. Am I the asshole for refusing to delete my TikTok account because I offended my trans friend? I have a trans friend who we'll just call Becky. Becky was born male and discovered herself many years ago, but isn't transitioning physically anytime soon. I've never thought of her as anything other than a girl, despite first knowing her when she identified as a male. We've been great friends throughout high school. I bought her first makeup and we had girl time together. We always included her in girls only trips and activities. I also have a girlfriend. Yes, I'm gay. This means that Becky third wheels a lot and we all just joke around about it. Well, I decided to make a TikTok video about it using a well-known audio. Uh, the the brief line, it's just us and your friend Steve, which I, I don't know if you've heard that TikTok before. Where it's just like, yeah, the punchline is like, just our friend Steve. Okay. But 
in this instance, Steve was Becky. Steve was just the name that came with the song. It didn't have anything. I didn't think anything of it. I posted it to the account that all of our friends follow. I barely have any followers, just friends. Becky later texted me saying how I had invalidated her gender by pairing her with a male name. Steve is not her dead name, not even close, but I tried to understand why she was upset and deleted the video. The next day, she complained that she wanted me to delete the whole account as the memory of the video will always be there. The video barely got viewed before it was deleted. It got 17 views, six of which were our friends, and the others were probably just for you page scrollers who only only half even stopped to like. I didn't want to delete the account as it has all my previous videos in draft. She tries to insist my girlfriend and most of our mutual friends with Becky agree. What? She tries to insist. Sorry, I'm bad at reading. My girlfriend and most of our mutual friends with Becky agree with me, but some don't and it makes me feel bad. Becky also complained that I took our mutual friends off her, even though I never told them to pick sides. I didn't even want my friendship with Becky to end, never mind fight over friends. My TikTok account is still up, but I don't know whether to suck it up and delete it because it clearly upset her. <sighs> Done. Becky. What do we Becky. feel about Becky? I Becky. think I think hate I think crimes, she's being a little dramatic. <laughs> I think hate crime should be applied only towards Becky. <laughs> 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 I so literally like maybe five seconds into you reading that my answer was already made up which is no I don't think this person is, like mm-hmm. I kind of get it okay your name's not Steve but that's how trends work on TikTok like there's probably thousands hundreds of thousands of other videos where Steve was also another person that identifies as a woman and she's not calling you Steve that's just the audio. It's just to allude to the fact that you are third wheeling. It has nothing to do with the name. I Again, I can kind of get it. You might be a little sensitive being called a male name, but girl, you don't have to force them to delete their entire TikTok account. The, the video has gone. What else do you want? Like- I don't get it. <laughs> I like I can see myself have been being sensitive at a certain point in my life to maybe a degree. Not I wouldn't say as insane as this is, but this is a little insane. The memory the, of the video, the memory of the video. So it's the whole gone. account needs to be deleted. If if the account was deleted, you'll still have the memory of the account. Like what's the difference? So like mm. the the original thing that upset you was deleted. And like you asked for it to be deleted and it was deleted. And like, I don't understand why this whole argument is even a thing. But the people on Reddit voted, obviously, this person was not the asshole. And sometimes I disagree because I feel like, you know, people that respond aren't trans and they don't really, you know, understand the maybe sort of deeper impacts of what it means to be trans but this one is like clear cut and day like miss becky needs to get her shit together she needs to find new friends well yeah i mean her friends will be better off without her it sounds like sorry <laughs> i also like i mean i can't defend i feel bad because she's she's part of the sisterhood but i can't defend her i have to call you out when you're wrong just because you're trans doesn't mean you're safe from criticism babe and 
you're overreacting a little bit in this situation. I'm sorry. I think she should work on herself. You know, just take some time and think, (laughs) truly think, go through the sound and see all the women, other women that it affects that have people been used for. I don't know. I just think it's a little, it was a little silly. And I think everyone knows it's just a joke. Like, I don't really think. Uh, Yeah. I think when you're early in your transition or you haven't even started yet, you might be in the mindset that people are out to get you, I guess. But I mean, you've been sounds like they've been friends for a long time. They are obviously a part of the community. So I I think you should have been able to discern whether or not your friend was just doing this as a silly joke instead of launching a transphobic assault on you, which it, it sounds like that's what she took this whole situation as. I can't believe she was hate crimes by her own like, friends. Yeah, she is doing the most. Yeah, I think I think a little sensitive. You know, I think sometimes we have the right to be overprotective yeah. of ourselves, but I think a little too sensitive and I think Becky should just, you know, stop to think maybe these will be your only friends and you need to really understand their intentions versus maybe how other people will view you, which is a lot more, you know, or disgusting versus these people who actually respect you. And I think you're over, I think overdoing it a little bit. But yeah, the person who wrote this, not the asshole. Um, so this person wrote an edit saying, after reading some of these responses, I'm realizing I definitely fucked up by saying a lot of the things I said. Seeing as Tina blocked me on everything. I guess maybe her name is Tina. I won't be able to apologize right now, but we chose the same classes and I'll see him in a couple of them tomorrow, Monday. I plan to apologize appropriately then. Thank you guys so much. I'll comment on this thread how it goes. Wait, what is happening? Tina. Why did she say him? Wait, what's going on? I I read the wrong one. I I had two open. I had two open. I read the wrong one. Okay, let me let me adjust. (laughs) Let me adjust. I'm okay. Centering ourselves right now. Okay. So update. I invited her out for a cocktail last night to talk because I know she's been dying to try out this new cocktail bar and she agreed. We talked about everything that happened. I said, I understand. I made a mistake, but I was not willing to delete my, delete my account because of all the memories. After two or three drinks, she confessed that uh, she was jealous of how I kept being called gorgeous on my posts a lot more than she had got called on hers and she felt invalidated and the TikTok pushed her over the edge. I've stayed in touch with many of my childhood friends, so I have more friends than Becky. That's probably why she sees more comments on mine. I suggested probably deleting her account and sharing mine with me so she can't compare how many comments we get. She was really happy by this and by this as she always loves sharing with our friends. And I like this idea too. She doesn't get the password, but she sends me TikToks and I post them to my account. All in all, it seems like it was just a case of emotions running high and cross wires. Okay, I love this poster, this, you know, the OP, because I think that's a very sweet gesture. I think you didn't have you didn't have to share your account, but I think that's actually really sweet to to like not even take her jealousy and be mad at her jealousy, being like, okay, I understand why you could be angry. And I think that's very mature. So this sounds like a great friend. Yeah, 
being able Becky to be like, okay. is being a little overdramatic and mm-hmm. sensitive, which I get it, maybe a little bit of insecurity, but you have a good friend. Like all the signs are there. They're trying to make you feel comfortable. They're admitting that maybe it was a little bit insensitive and deleted it for you. Like they're trying. So yeah. Now sharing That's your TikTok account. That's and great. now you have a shared TikTok account. How old are they again? Let me see. They went to a cocktail bar, so they're adults. I know. Oh, I guess they didn't, they never said the age. For some reason, I thought this was high school. I guess because because they were like making TikToks. Well, Becky's stuff. a grown adult at this point. So. Yeah. So I'm assuming they have to be. So yeah, they can. Um. Yeah, I think it's fine, and I think that um happy ending all all good in games yeah everything's fine all right i think with that being said that's a great way to kind of end our episode in like a fun way let us know what you think about becky how you feel about the topics we covered do you like any of the shows do you like my tattoo do you guys suffer with imposter syndrome do you like gage's new phone (laughs) let let us know if i should get the are you an iphone connoisseur as well let us know tech guru all right yeah we'll see you guys in the next one you can follow us everywhere girlishpodcast.com and yeah is there anything else no that's it if you guys have anything that you want us to talk about send me a message send olivia a message dm us on our girlish podcast page leave a comment on youtube whatever we will take a look at it we always like Oh, actually, sometimes don't know exactly what to talk about because sometimes the news is a little dry. So we always love to have the input of what people actually want us to talk about, so we don't talk about random things for an hour. Sometimes we'll like, well, like today especially, we just like hopped on the call and we were like, "Wait, what are we going to talk about? What happened? Like, what, what happened last I, week? And you know nothing really the- happened." But it was, I mean, it was an eventful week. Like, we had some stuff to talk. This was a good episode. I'm happy with this episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But yeah, let us know. Um, yeah, anything. And uh, I guess with that being said, we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.